Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Come hang out with me. today's episode. Today we will be talking all about how we really need to be reviewing and setting the bar in and for our lives. In closing the latter topic, I will share if I had a warning label, what would that label say? Okay, let's head off and let's get going. So we're going to talk about setting the bar or setting standards or basic expectations in your life. What does this even mean? I am referring to the standards and expectations we should be setting for ourselves and how we need to be continuously raising these standards throughout our lives. The standards we set for ourselves should form part of our individual view on how we want to be seen and the minimum requirements that we expect from ourselves. For a lot of people, these can be intrinsic. For others, maybe extrinsic, clearly identified and clearly known. And for some other people, Maybe it's a little unknown. It comes back to that intrinsic thought. You just do it because you've always done it or you believe it because you always have believed it. Before we embark on any journey of analysis, we need to have a good view of who we are and how well we know ourselves. This is the basis of being self-aware and then knowing what we want out of our life. Self-awareness is an unusual one. Sometimes you have people that are very, very aware of their actions, behaviours, words, etc. And other times you have the complete opposite where you might meet someone and they literally exist in their own little bubble, (laughs) their own little sense of reality. Let's discuss some standards that I hold for myself. So these are things like not lying. Um, It's surprising how much people actually lie and think they'll get away with. For me, lying really has no purpose. Let's break lying down. There are reasons behind why people lie. They usually, maybe they want to look better to someone or a group of people. Maybe they want to appear as good people. Maybe they want to obtain something. Maybe they're motivated by personal gain. Maybe it's to avoid another lie. Or maybe they're in a web of lies and it's a lie off a lie off a lie. Maybe it's to avoid conflict. I've often heard people gossiping about each other in the workplace. Uh, The individual being gossiped about approaches with the gossiper and they'll say, no, 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 that's not what I said. Or no, 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 I wasn't gossiping about you. Mm. All right, if you're talking about me behind my back and it's negative, I'm going to chalk that up to gossiping. 
The problem here is if we lie to achieve any of these outcomes, then are we in fact holding ourselves to higher standards? Well, we're not, right? It's that simple. So if you're doing any of these, I question why. And I think this would come back to a self-confidence issue. We've talked about self-confidence before. If someone has chosen to have you in their life, they've chosen with a clear reason why. So there's no need to lie or manipulate in order to look better or get something because you're already there in that person's life. They value you. Another standard or value I hold is speaking to others how I would like to be spoken to. For me, this means speaking with respect for the other person's feelings and being aware of how I am speaking, including the tone and the language that I'm using. Uh, Another one for me is trustworthiness, and this one's pretty self-explanatory. Another is committing to my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I follow through with that. I ensure that what I commit to I deliver on. And lastly, my work ethic. Probably the one that has gotten me the furthest in life. Work ethic. Um, I've had many a discussion with people who've made comments like, oh, but you're smart. You don't need to study. Or, oh, this comes to you easy. Uh, No. (laughs) Red hot tip. No, it doesn't. The effort you put in is the outcome you will receive, which is why I work so hard in all of my degrees. It's uh, not just dumb luck or a fluke, thanks for implying that. Uh, It is, in fact, the product of an excessive amount of hard work. Okay, so these are just a couple of standards I hold myself to. Then I start thinking about, okay, if these are the standards that I've set in my life, what are the actions that I undertake to support these standards? Because we all know it's fantastic. Words mean the most when they're supported by action. So looking at my examples, this means I would be truthful in my day-to-day life and not fabricating things. I would speak kindly. I would show that I can be trusted by not breaking someone's trust. I would follow through on any promises that I've made. And I'd continue to work hard for my goals, right? Simple. So your personal standards are how not only you treat yourself, but how you treat others. So let's talk about high and low standards. Research tells us that when you have high standards, you expect to be treated with the highest regard. However, when your standards are low, you'll often accept things how they are. Furthermore, you might even allow others to walk all over you, which is a clear indication that you're struggling with some sort of self-esteem concern. With low standards, we can fall prey to other people's influence and failing to stand up for your own principles and beliefs. And this comes back to your authentic self. How are you your authentic self? If your standards are particularly low and you're maybe being walked all over, um, it comes back to, okay, well, are the standards that I've set in my life, are those benchmarks high enough? I think people have a habit of setting goals, working towards them, maybe achieving them, maybe not achieving some. Um, Let's say the goals were achieved. How often do we look at what's next? I'm not only referring to professional goals, but I'm also referring to personal goals. How often do we look at our next steps as our progression plan from here? Having goals shows that we're not only self-aware, but we're conscious of our areas of improvement. A lot of the time in the business world, we spend time analyzing our strengths and weaknesses. 
We're told, know your strengths and weaknesses. We're told, fix your weaknesses because that's the only path forward for development. However, we need to stop doing this. A good reflection is understanding and knowing your strengths and weaknesses. However, we need to assess the bucket of weaknesses. So let's say we've identified five weaknesses. We need to look at these five and we need to assess them and determine if these five are going to prohibit development, whether that's professional or personal. If, for example, you look at that bucket and you go, you know what, these two, they're minor, they're negligible, you know, why would we go off and spend time fixing for that? Shouldn't we only mitigate for the weaknesses that are going to professionally damage or personally damage us? And then we should be looking at what are our strengths and how do I enhance my strengths? We spend way too much time potentially focusing on weaknesses that just don't matter. If it's a weakness that's going to uh, potentially have you come unstuck for whatever reason, then yeah, it's worth looking at. But fixing all of them, maybe there's more important things like the strengths to focus on and your strengths then become stronger. Let's talk more about this bar or standard in your life. So I've spoken about the bar from my values or an ethics perspective, but what about other aspects of life. Let's start with friendships. I think we can all admit we've had those friends who maybe weren't the best for us to be around. I'm raising my hand, (laughs) putting my hand up many a times, many a times. (laughs) Um, I have a tendency to attract the unusual ones. (laughs) Um, I often don't find myself questioning my friends because I automatically assume that they're holding the same standards that I would hold myself to. Never assume anything, Amy. <laughs> Rookie error, <laughs> wrong again. So this is this is almost like an automatic benchmark or standard that I, that I give this person. What I have seen is that not everybody holds themselves to the same standards. And this comes back to the question, how can we ensure that we're good functioning humans if we don't have our own standards or bar? If you're finding that you're in a friendship where the other person just simply isn't meeting the basic standards you would set for yourself, whatever format they may that may be in, it might be time to take a look at that friendship. Sometimes we truly do grow apart from other people. So maybe that's not a standards thing. Maybe you're moving on with your life. You're moving on to the next steps. Making friends is so difficult as an adult. I did a whole episode on it. It's next to impossible. But this shouldn't deter us from cleansing in our lives and making sure the best possible people are around. Keep that bar high. Flush out the bad to make room for the good in you. And this has been happening a lot to me lately. I've kind of flushed out these non-value added individuals and I'm seeing a lot more really valuable people coming into my life and I'm making new friendships and you know investing time in those friendships and looking at them and going wow these are actually valuable people. What about romantic relationships? Are we holding our romantic relationships up to the same bar or standard? I hear a lot of people who settle because it's easier or convenient 
Um, they just settle for whoever kind of walks across their path. Um, some, you know, jump into the first semi-okay relationship that comes across their path. Um, we've got a few paths. <laughs> but how does this show that we value ourselves and the people we choose to have in our lives? It simply doesn't. I'd like to also point out here the way that you are treated in a relationship is highly important and links back to those minimum standards. What are those minimum requirements for me to be happy in a relationship? In my personal opinion, it is better to be alone than to be in bad company. That is friendships, workplace, romantic relationships, and etc. I often hear about too many people settling and those relationships really don't stand the test of time. They often break down um, very quickly or maybe they're sustained for a longer period of time and then they kind of break down in a few years. It's better to invest your time into someone who gives you back the same love that you put out. Being overly desperate is another dangerous area. So when you're super desperate for something, especially love from a significant other, people do and can fall into the trap of settling for the first person who gives them attention or puts up with their rubbish. <laughs> Uh, this is very dangerous. This is a very dangerous relationship format to be in. What's even worse is two highly desperate people meeting. This can be a disaster because one of the people will wake up very soon and it will all be over. So we really need to make sure that we are understanding the attributes that are important to us and any relationship format that we have. And we need to follow through on them to be in the best possible relationship if you find you are not treated the same way that you are treating somebody that's an indicator that your bar is far too low it needs to be raised and you need to be questioning how much value is this person bringing and romantic relationships have always been an interesting one for me I personally never really set out so in my life plan right let's go back to my life plan and I've mentioned that I had a very detailed one in my life plan, I never mapped relationships. I never mapped marriage, family, none of that stuff. Wasn't interested. I mapped my personal and professional development and growth areas. I had a plan of the things that I was going to do, three, six, nine, 12, 24 months, and I worked towards that. I kind of had chalked up, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. If I find someone, I find someone, but that's not my main goal. And then sure enough, I found my husband. We found each other, to be fair. And that was when neither of us were looking, neither of us were interested in a relationship and then we met and it kind of just progressed from there. But ideally, um, you know, entering into that, I knew at that point, right, if I'm going to enter into this relationship, there are some minimum expectations. And I had quite a few and was lucky in that he also had uh, standards as well. And those standards that, that were between us were actually um, aligned. What about our professional relationships or the place that we work? So the question I have is, what's the environment like? I asked this question <laughs> more pointed towards culture and I asked it in a recent class of mine and uh, not surprisingly, um, I heard the word toxic thrown around an awful lot. More than I probably would have liked to have heard, to be honest. So let's say you've identified you're working in a toxic or 
less than ideal environment. So, so what do we do? What do we do? What, where to from here? This is where I say take back your power and make a change. Too often we are frightened to make change. And I know personally when you've worked somewhere for so long, you have this sense of loyalty. I needed change, but I was far too, um, I don't know if it was scared or whether I was just in a routine. I don't know what it was, but I just, I couldn't let go at that point. I just simply couldn't let go. In order for me to be working on my career in an environment that wasn't right for me, I refocused and started working towards my next promotion. Not a great way to use your energy. (laughs) If you're not happy, um, and I wasn't happy for a long time, I was really unhappy for a very long time. It, It was time for me to go. It was time to leave and branch out into something different. So what did I do to arrive at this point of reflection? Was it the job? Well, not really. Was it the industry? No, I don't think so. Was it the organisation? No, I don't think so either. You know what? It was me. It wasn't right for me. Um, Ideally, a great job. I had multiple great jobs at the organisation I worked at prior. I, um, the industry is fantastic. It's a great place to work. It's a great industry. Um, and the organization, pretty good organization. There's some sketchy parts, but that's everywhere, right? So it was me, my standards. <laughs> so the question I'd like you to ask yourself is, are you setting yourself a high benchmark in your professional life or are you doing things that are making you happy? If your answer is no and no, okay. This is where it's time to start taking action. There is a big difference between having high standards and just being picky or unnecessarily conceited. It's a very different thing. There is no need to be nasty or horrible. So if you identify, look, my standards are particularly low with the friends that I have around me. There's some people that have just got to go. I've got to flush those people out. So there's no need to be nasty or horrible in order to, to obtain these high standards. It all can be done with class and consideration. There's no need to be nasty to those around us because, you know, we think, oh, you, you're not meeting up to my standards. Okay, it's just not appropriate, not necessary. We take the action ourselves and we move on. Sometimes it's just better to walk away than to engage in a discussion or an argument. You weigh up the pros and cons of that relationship. How important is it to you? Is this worth an argument? Or should I just walk away? Walk away here, leave it at that. Other times, you know, maybe you just want to be heard and that's completely fine. Other times, maybe you just want to get something off your chest and that too is completely fine. But there are ways to do this. And, you know, turning around to someone and going, you don't meet my standards, not appropriate. There are very, very classy ways that it can be done. You know, things like, We are progressing into different directions at this point. Um, You know, I'm focused on other things or I'll be using this energy to focus on other things. You know, there's ways to do this. The point is, if you're finding the people or environment you are putting yourself in isn't pushing you to be a better version of yourself and those around you aren't holding themselves to, to the same standards, this is a key indicator that you may need to implement better standards in your life. I often get offended by some things that are quite minor in friendships, but at the end of the day, I always ask myself, is this how I would treat the other person? If the answer is no, it's okay to feel that way then. 
However, it might be time to start looking at these people and the value they may or may not bring into your life. What are some of the signs that there might be a mismatch in your standards versus the aspects of your life? Um, Maybe you have someone in your life who makes you feel offended unnecessarily. Maybe you're feeling upset that a certain person isn't treating you the way that you would treat them. You could be feeling unheard, feeling that um, you're voicing your thoughts and maybe they're not even being listened to. You might be belittled by that individual um, or maybe completely forgotten or not valued. I've seen many a TikToks where young girls, um, they're posting pictures of them and their best friends and they're like, you know, we were best friends for you know 13 years and then um, I decided to let the other person message me first and I never heard from them again. <laughs> been there. <laughs> uh, I think I've been on the other end of it though. So, <laughs> But, you know, that's that, it, it's common. Um it happens, right? So where do we start? Okay, step one. Before we go anywhere, before we look at anything or anybody, we're going to start with ourselves. Number one, we need to look inside ourselves. Analyze the values and beliefs we find important. And then articulate why they're important and some of the minimum requirements of these standards. We've had a look at ourselves. We've understood the values and beliefs we find important and why. Now we can start looking externally. Self-awareness is number one before we go anywhere else. Now we need to assess each aspect of our lives and the standards we hold in each. Do these standards align or is there a mismatch? If they don't align, we need to be asking ourselves why. Followed by how can we see effective change in our lives to align these attributes? It might be things like limiting the amount of time you spend with a certain friend, setting higher expectations for your significant other, Or it could possibly mean it's time for a new job or career. The next step is just do it. Just do it. It's the just do it phase. Some of the times we complain about the things that aren't great in our lives. Some do that for attention. Others because they are truly frustrated. This could be a sign for you that you need to stop. Just stop. Take a look at your life. What are you seeing? Are there common threads here? Are you constantly complaining about something that you have the power to change? There is only so much somebody else in your life will listen to, particularly if you are complaining about the same thing day in, day out. You need to take action. If you find yourself continuously complaining about a person or maybe your job, Whoever you're complaining to is only going to listen for so long. It's like putting a song on repeat, right? (laughs) How many times do you listen to it before it's completely beaten out and then you can't listen to it anymore? So it comes, this, this within itself comes back to accountability and taking action. Have you ever heard the quote, I think it's an Einstein quote, 
um, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. (laughs) But complaining over and over and over (laughs) with no uh, thought process around moving on or changing something, it's just not going to automatically change itself, right? (laughs) So this is your wake-up call. It's time to set better and higher standards for ourselves and our lives. Have the best people around us, um, the people that build us up and love us and be happy in the life that you've built. And if you're not, I'm sitting here waving a red flag. I'm actually not, but it's a metaphorical, (laughs) it's a metaphorical red flag. We need to ensure that we are curating our lives in every way possible. This is another step forward in that direction. So my final words, set higher bars and standards and go and take action. As with every episode, we end with a lighter segment. Today is, if I had a warning label, what would it say? Okay, so firstly, warning. Highly flammable from excessive alcohol intake, keep away from open flames. Keep away from children due to excessive use of profanities. Doesn't like cleaning, so handle with care. Do not leave unattended if under the influence of alcohol. May burn your house down. Very clumsy, has a tendency to break dishes accidentally. So shouldn't be allowed in the kitchen or dining room unattended. Use ear protectors, has a tendency to yell and run around the house excitedly or play music too loud. Easily confused. Ensure you're very clear in your instructions. Okay, so that's my that's my warning label. <laughs> I did one for my dog, so I was sitting there and I'm like, hold on a sec, my dog's warning label would also be interesting. So this is his. His name's Buddy. This is Buddy's uh, warning label. Do not leave unattended for any, I must stress, any period of time. Will chew and eat anything and everything you have lying around or will Houdini into very odd locations and snatch your favorite items and destroy them. Do not leave food unattended in presence for any period of time tendency to help oneself gets easily excited so always remain calm playfully bites always wear safety gear will throw tantrums if can't get own way so proceed with caution needs a walk daily or will single-handedly tear down your house get extreme zoomies or throw pillows and toys around keep away from people who can't handle crazy puppy especially love and kisses in, on, and around the face. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode where I talked about setting standards and benchmarks and striving for better in our lives and with those around us. 
I uh, hope you also enjoyed my warning labels. <laughs> I could have gone on forever with them. So many warnings. I think my dog is uh, more of a hazard than I am though. <laughs> so um, anyway, join me next episode where we're going to be shooting the shit part two. I have a couple of smaller interesting topics that I will be bringing to you. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibe Pod. Or drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast@outlook.com. You can also visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. I don't know how many takes that took, but that was excessive. That was extremely excessive. Uh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>